Guys, this is Ryan Denson, also known as the Boston Beer Guy. I hope you're doing well and having an excellent Friday. This week's episode of Frosty Boy Fridays is brought to you by Proof Somerville over on 10 Main Street. Um, they're right up down the street from my uh, apartment and I love coming here. They got a wide selection of beer, so if you have any needs, come on down to Proof Somerville. They'll help you guys out. Hey guys, this is Ryan Denson, also known as the Boston Beer Guy. I hope you're doing well and having an excellent Friday. Uh, I want to welcome you on to another episode of Frosty Boy Fridays, where we'll shotgun a Bud Light and then rate a craft beer. Um, I want to welcome on special and very, very special guest, Mike Patterson, the owner of Small Change Brewery. Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, Mike, before we start getting into all this stuff, do you mind giving me a quick history and backstory of Small Change? Sure. Uh, we started about um, two and a half years, almost two and a half years ago, uh, summer of 2018. Um, we started off just as a contract brand, so we don't have our own brewery. We um, kind of take our own recipes and brew them at, um, at another brewery um, and then package them for, for distribution. Um, so I started off as a, as a home brewer um, 10 or so, 10 or 11, 12 years ago, um, and then um, worked at a couple of breweries and uh, Kind of, we wanted to just. See, my wife and I wanted to try to make our own our own thing work, so we kind of hatched this plan to scale up some of the homebrew recipes and uh, brew them at a at a brewery and kind of see how it went. And and that was, uh, you know, like I said, two and a half years ago, and it's yeah. going still going. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys have come a long way. I mean, you can really get small change almost at every place. And I got a few questions from Mike uh, in the in the middle and later half of the show. But before we start anything, um, I'm going to do the inaugural shotgun of a Bud Light. Um, so we'll get myself ready here. That was probably the cleanest shotgun I've done in a while. Um, awesome. All right, viewers, stay frosty. I'm in the home Corona office, the Corona home, coronavirus home office. So I don't want to make a mess. So I had my seltzer out of my near X glass. Awesome. Which is <laughs> no. shotgunning a Bud Light, but yeah. it is what it is. It's, you know what, as you know, each one gets a little bit easier and easier after they come, but it's still, you can get it right here, but we'll, we'll jump right into things. <laughs> so um, before we get into anything, um, I'm going to be drinking out of a small change glass, uh, courtesy of Mike. Um, again, I appreciate you dropping off some stuff. Um, Mike, what are you going to be drinking out of? What are you going to be drinking out of? Uh, what glass thing. you got? Oh, same thing. Perfect. It's even better. Uh, um, same, same glass. Yep. Same glass. Awesome. So we're going to be reviewing um, today small changes if you're ready New England style IPA. I have the honor of having a can with no label on it. So I feel like it's a limited edition. So this is going to be a save. Yeah. But Mike has one that does have a label on it. I just I got I didn't count correctly. And we ran. <laughs> you're good. Um, awesome. Well, let's crack these open and um, start talking. So while we're doing this, Mike, you, you mentioned to me that um, you worked for a few breweries in the past. What were some of the breweries that you worked at before a small change? Um, so I, as a home brewer started, um, I went down to uh, Night Shift and Idle Hands when they first, okay. first opened and just started volunteering there. Um, they were both home brewers. So I kind of walked in and just said, I'd like to help and started there. And then that led to um, an internship uh, at another brewery. Um, and then I worked at Mystic uh, for- okay. A little while and then um and then had kids 
or then had kids that got older and uh, wasn't quite able to uh, keep up the um, brewery schedule. You, you kind of did like a little bit of like an Everett circle. You're, all you're missing yeah, is bone yeah, up yeah. and you would have completed the whole thing. Idle Hands, I really like Idle Hands and what they've done with their new beers, their four seam, their sort of line of beers ha have been so much different than the past. And they're, they're so yeah. good. I, I love those guys over there. They're yeah. Great. And even the, yeah, even the, the sort of the traditional German styles that they started out with, um, they still knock those out of the park every time. Like the lagers, yeah. they do. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, my first sip, this is great. It's a very smooth New England style IPA. I, you know, you get the nodes of, you know, orange and grapefruit. Um, it's very smooth and very easy drinkable IPA. Um, so one of my questions I had for you is, as you're a contract or you started as a contract brewing company, what are some of the challenges that you face not having a you know, a small, like not having a tap room and, you know, doing pop-ups here and there. What, what are some of the challenges you're facing with that in terms of this, this market of all the breweries having those now? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, there's sort of, there's challenges on two, two different fronts. Um, you know, you've got the challenge of not having a spot that people can congregate and come to and drink your beer and talk to you about your beer. Um, so it's really, we don't have like a home that people can come mm -hmm. visit and get that experience. Um, and that I think is the biggest, the biggest um, hurdle um, to overcome. Mm -hmm. Just the consumer engagement um, or customer engagement um, yeah. on a regular basis. And then um, the second challenge is you're using, you're sort of at the mercy of somebody else's brewery. So you're kind of um, stuck with what, you know, mm -hmm. stuck, but you know, you, you're confined to that, their equipment, their space and, um, you know, which is just something, it's not really a challenge, more of a workaround than anything else, yeah. but it's something you have to work with. Hmm. Where, where do you contract out of? Like, what, what brewery do you work with? Uh, almost all of our beers, uh, we do it at Great North Ale Works in Manchester. Oh, okay. I, they, those guys, are, I like those beers a lot. They, they do some really, yeah. really good stuff there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, me too. They got a massive facility. Well, so, I mean, the cool thing about small change and, you know, and anyone who's watching this who doesn't understand, you know, small change or no small change, again, they, they use a lot of their distribution channels. So um, you seem, and I looked at your map, you seem to distribute all over Massachusetts. How did you cultivate such a large distribution cha um, channel? And do you use a company that distributes for you or is it solo? Uh, so we started off just, um, uh, just, in my minivan while the kids are at school, um, I would go around and do all the sales and all the deliveries. Um, and I did that for a little over a year. Um, and we built up this um, about 80, 80 or so accounts of just wow. restaurants that would, um, that we would work with. And then that was about as much as I could do. Um, so at that point we started working with night shift distributing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we started working with them last fall. Um, and that was good. Uh, you know, to get sort of throughout the rest of the state, like basically Worcester and West, um, the, the areas that I couldn't get to 
on my own. <laughs> Especially yeah. if your kids, your, your kids are in school, you can't get there and back and yeah, do yeah. all your stuff. Yeah, I tough. mean, night shift, night shift distribution. I mean, I think again, what night shift has done um, by creating this, their own distribution is incredible and bringing on small, small, small places like yourself to really grow your mm -hmm. brand is, is incredible. And it, it's awesome that you're able to get in there from your old connections and working there as well. Um, now, when you brew a beer, so let's say you're brewing the, if you're ready, um, one batch. So let's say, you know, you do all the stuff, you have one batch of, of beer that you're going to produce. How many cans and how many cases does that actually equate to? Um, so this, this was a one-off beer. So we just did the one, one batch of this. Um, and then we might do another one later sometime in the future. But, um, so this was just, just a one-time, one-time thing. And I think when you factor in the, um, the, uh, the cans that were missing a couple of labels that we used as, uh, some samples, um, like this one. Yeah. Uh, it was about 330, I want to say. Okay. 33, about okay. four, four e-case pallets, just about. That's a lot more than my five gallon brew kit that I got in the basement that can get me like 40 yeah. beers. So uh, yeah. you guys, you guys are definitely stepped up from there. Um, I mean, Small Change has about four or five beers that they produce. I mean, A Little Rain is probably the most popular one and, and the most widely you know, desired one that you can find. But what's your favorite Small Change beer? Uh, so we do an, an English Dark Mild um, uh, called The Future's Unwritten. Okay. Um, it's a 3% um, light-bodied, dark English-style beer. And uh, that, that one's my favorite. We do it once a year or so, mm -hmm. maybe. Uh, e usually every fall. And then... Um, maybe once in the spring. Um, but uh, that one's my favorite. It's uh, just yeah. flavorful and drinkable. It's, you know, 3%. So it's shotgunning. You could shotgun. You can shotgun know, that one. <laughs> 16 ounce. I don't know if you want to, but you know. That's, yeah. that's, you might have to funnel that one instead. That's yeah, a tough yeah. shotgun. <laughs> um, your artwork is really interesting. Um, first of all, with small, well, with um, the, if you're ready, where do you get your artwork from? Do we have local people doing it? Is it, you know, part of the family? What sort of, where's the artwork coming from? Um, both. So actually for this one, um, my, my daughter drew a, she made a That's painting. That's what I thought. Yeah. And um, she was, she was uh, trying to recreate this um, drawing that she had made earlier and um, was, uh, was doing it on paint. And um, she had, uh, she got to this point and she was like, oh, I just have to add the you know, the cookie and the star and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 like, maybe this is we perfect. just put this out of your reach so you can't do anything else. And um, yeah, I just thought it looked really cool. Hmm. Um, uh, the rest of the stuff, you know, we, um, uh, my wife is the other half of, uh, of Small Change. She does mm -hmm. kind of graphic design and layout. Um, and um, some of the artwork we, um, hmm. for the, there's the Porter and the Dark Mild, um, we had, artists do the the um the artwork in the middle of the can mm -hmm. and then um my wife does has done the other the ipa mm -hmm. and collaborated nice. with the artists for a little rain if if you could think of one other local brewery in massachusetts that you'd want to do a collaboration beer with and you've seen all the collab beers that they're doing now. I mean, I reviewed a few uh, things ago with um, Lamplighter and Vitamin C. I did their beer as well. If you could choose one brewery to collab with, who would it be? Man. I don't know. Um, Tough question. Well, well, we did, we did do a collaboration with Bone Up, um, first collaboration that we ever did. Um, and I did, I was just over there a couple of days ago 
and I told them that as soon as we get our own spot open, we would have them in and we would uh, redo the same, the same beer at our place, like have them over for a collaboration. So I'll go with Bon Up. So, so that you, so you just triggered a little bit. So your own place, I mean, is that in the works? What sort of, what yeah. is, what's in the works of that? Uh, I mean, so that was the plan originally was to start, you know, um, basically as small as possible um, contract brewing and then um, uh, distributing the beer and then seeing, you know, if there was a demand for it and if, um, if it was well received, then, then go towards opening our own. Which it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was, that was kind of our plan for 2020. Um, Basically in February and in March, um, we were putting together that and uh, we were pretty much going to start, start actively looking for a space uh, on April 1st. And then that. And then Corona hat. Now we're not. Yeah. And now Um, we're here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But hopefully we're, um, we're not quite, um, not quite looking for a spot yet. Mm Kind of wait to see how the winter goes with, with, Mm -hmm. if the perfect spot fell in our laps, then we would move on it. But kind of waiting to see how the winter goes and Mm -hmm. when they're going to start opening up and getting back to normal before we look too much into that. I mean, to be honest with you, it's probably better that you guys didn't find a place that was in, you know, February or March and start up your brewery and this happened. I mean, the brewery industry yeah. has, hit, um, has been hard hitting and the coolest thing about, you know, what Marty Walsh has done um, is that he's allowed for outdoor seating, which is, I think, just an incredible thing, especially in the summertime and the wintertime, it's going to be tough. So, um, I mean, I bet it's going to be a great brewery when it comes out and I'm very excited to, to come in and, and grab, grab one of the, one of the first pints. Um, so I guess my last question for you here is there's so many breweries in, um, Massachusetts besides small change. What's your favorite brewery in Massachusetts? Yeah. Uh, or no, or new England. I think still it's it's probably Notch. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just that I love the tap room. I love the beer that they do. I love, um, you know, it's just it's my if I had to go yeah. if, if I was going out to a brewery and um, that would be the place that I would go want to go first. Awesome, awesome. Well, so this beer, I mean, let's talk a little bit about it. I mean, do you mind giving me a quick run through as what incorporates and if you're ready? Sure. In- ingredients wise. Yeah, I mean, ingredients-wise, I mean, you know, if you did anything di- different within, um, you know, grains and malts, and if you want to give a kind of a profile of this beer. Yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty, st- I mean, what I would imagine, it's the first New England-style IPA we did. Um, great, by the way. Thank you. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's a pretty standard, you know, um, as far as grain bill, you know, mm-hmm. some row wheat and oats and stuff, that everything that's usually in there. And then... Um, uh, the hops were just um, mosaic and citra. Okay. Very, I mean, very, very stable hops. I mean, I, I, I really like, I'm getting, mosaic is, is sort of really building on me. I really like beers that are brewed with mosaic. My favorites are citra and galaxy. I'm a big New England style IPA guy. And that's sort of like what I really love. Um, I think this is a great beer, but Mike, you're our guest. I mean, I know you're a little biased because you work at small change and you own it, but I mean, think about your other beers that you have and, and what you've done in the past, maybe other beers that you drink and, and give this a score between one and 10. Ah, uh, 10. But I mean, um, yeah, no, um, I mean, if I'm really being objective, I mean, so I, I, like, there's things that I would change, like, you know, improve on it next time. Like, Mm -hmm. so I just 
I'm super critical of everything. Um, so every time, um, you know, I, I would say seven and a half. Okay. So 7.5. I'll say, I'll say eight. You'll say eight. Okay. That's a good eight. rating. I mean, it's so tough. I have to put the salesperson hat on. I have to put the, you know, <laughs> hat on like, you know, I mean, it's a good, it's a good rating. I mean, right now, so I'm not sure if you're familiar, it's a 3.99 on untapped. Um, and it's also a 6.5% beer. Um, so it's, it's, it's running at almost a, you know, almost a, a nine out of 10 or, or a, um, like an 8.5 out of 10 on in my scale. So for, for my rating, I mean, I think it's good. It's an easy drinkable beer. It's something that you want to crush in the, in the summertime, yeah. but it's also a beer that you could have all year round. Cause some beers, I feel are, you know, so refreshing where you have it in the winter, it's good. But, you know, when you go in the winter, you kind of get more of that bitterness because you want a little bit more of a bite, especially after skiing. I love a nice biting beer. Um, yeah. I would, I would definitely say, I would honestly probably give this beer an 8.7 out of 10. I think it's extremely well done for a uh, first ever New England IPA. Um, I've had the, a little rain as well. And I think that's great um, as well. And, and I think, you know, again, uh, as a New England IPA fan, it is probably honestly on one of the top that I would have. If I would go to a store and I had a bunch of stuff, I would, you know, be more targeted to go to that beer just because, I mean, I've had it before, but in terms of this is my first time ever, but, you know, when I would go to a store, I would definitely want to get it. So um, yeah, I, I definitely think this is an excellent beer. Thank you. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, honestly, that's it. Uh, Mike, again, I appreciate you being on seriously. And um, I, I'm looking forward to, to coming into the tap room and, and trying it out. Um, if you want to grab any of their beers, most likely your local liquor store is going to have small change. Um, again, they have a very good distribution company. Um, tune in for the next few weeks. I got a few other breweries coming in and it's going to be great. Mike, again, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. It's been, it's been fun. Awesome.